tell you what, it's so good to feel the presence of the Lord. You know, that's why we sing unto God, because the Bible said He inhabits our praise. And I believe every time, I mean, right there in your home, you can rise in the morning and start praising the Lord, and God's presence will be with you right there. And uh, He's not going to leave you alone. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, but Lord, with you always, even to the end of the world. Jesus is there. He's here. And uh, because we're praising Him, His power is available to us tonight. And I believe that the power of God is going to touch some folks. And we're going to hear some testimonies Sunday morning of what God did for them tonight, or even sooner, because you can sure call. we got still got phones. And we can listen to you and praise God with you and just glorify the Lord with you. Praise God. We want to remind everyone that Sunday morning we're going to have a great time in the Lord right here. The doors will open at 1030 and uh, 1045 our service begins. And we're going to worship God and just worship Him. We had a great time last Sunday and the Sunday before that. And uh, and we, we had a good turnout of people and we're looking for more this Sunday. And uh, as things go on, it's going to progress and God's going to do bigger things for us. But just, we're looking forward to seeing you here Sunday. We thank God. There's, there's, nothing, there's nothing that'll take the place of saints of God gathering together. Because that's, that's part of God's program is to assemble together. And, and even though we can assemble together by spirit and by Facebook Live, we thank God for the uh, avenue that we have to do this in. But nothing takes the place of being together. And worshiping God together and praising the Lord. I want to share with you tonight some things that God laid on my heart today. And, and I've just been kind of studying it out. And, and, of course, some of the things I say can sound repetitious because, some, because I only have one message. <laughs> and that's the message of Jesus Christ and the cross and Him crucified and Him being buried and raised up uh, over victorious over death, hell, and the grave and all the powers of darkness. So we've only got one message anyway, but we're going to try to stay on this vein of thought tonight and uh, minister to you uh, on something. But you know, the devil, now, now I, I want to say this and, and not, <laughs> not, not get you uh, confused. But Satan was the reason for redemption. Now, have you ever thought about that? There would be no reason for redemption had the devil not deceived Adam and Eve and they believed a lie. And the Bible said, believe in lying vanities, we forsake our own mercy. And that's what Adam and Eve did on that day when the devil came in and literally committed high treason. And he committed uh, the sin of rebellion and and caused them to rebel and and he got them with the same thing that he got all the other angels with that's pride 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 will bring you down every time and uh but adam and eve succumbed to that but thank god thank god god didn't leave them in that place because he came down found them hiding behind the uh, fig leaves and god went and the first Animal sacrifice and blood sacrifice was given that day when Jesus, when God took that animal and and, off, and and it was an offering unto the Lord. Adam and Eve did that unto God. And it was a sacrifice, a blood sacrifice. Because the Lord knows what it's going to take and what it would take to redeem mankind after they fell. Now, the devil is the one 
you've all heard the old saying, you know, Flip Wilson used to say it all the time, the devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. And so we've all got the same excuse, I guess, the devil made us do it. And whatever we've done wrong, the devil made us do it. Well, he is a culprit, and he is a deceiver, and he is a tempter, and all this, but the choice is still ours. So we still have to make choices. But Satan was the reason for redemption. Now, a lot of people just haven't focused on that part uh, because they've only focused on the fact that Adam and Eve fell, and they did fall, but they fell due to the temptation and, and, the, and the, the thing that the devil deceived them with was truth but non-truth. You know, uh, because he, he turned what God said around into a lie, and they believed that lie. Believe in lying vanities, the Bible said, we forsake our own mercy. So Adam and Eve did this. But Satan was the reason. Because of what he did in the garden. God wouldn't go, that did not go unnoticed by God. Everything that happens, God is aware of it. And I want you to know tonight, God's aware of where you are. God's aware of what you're going through. God's aware of what our nation's going through. And the whole world's going through. God's aware of all these things. But the devil, Satan himself, was the reason for redemption. There could be no redemption without defeating Satan. He had to be dealt with. You see, what happened was Satan legally won control of this earth. Legally. Well, illegally, but legally it was his because Adam gave it over to him. The authority, the power, and all of these things that happened in the earth and all of these things that's been happening in the earth through all these thousands of years that the, that the earth as we know it has been in existence. We've seen the power of darkness working. But Satan was the reason for redemption. Uh, when I saw that today, it just made my heart jump for joy. Because, you see, God said, it's not just him giving you a good feeling. It's him defeating the devil in your life so that you can have that good feeling. And you can rejoice over it. But there could be no redemption. Satan's eternal defeat was part of the redemption plan. Now, over in Hebrews, the ninth chapter, in the twelfth verse, the writer there says this, But Christ, having become a high priest of the good things that have already come, that is to say, not of this creation, nor yet with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, entered once and for all into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption. Thank God. Jesus, once and for all. And you ought to say that out loud right here where you are. Once and for all. God's not going to have to do anything else concerning our redemption. The redemption has been taken care of. Jesus himself, the Bible said he became sin. So that we could become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. So literally, Jesus became sin. His redemptive work can be only thought in terms of this scripture because Satan is eternally defeated. And I, I, I want to let you get that word branded in your mind, eternally. Satan is eternally defeated. Now, I know, I know we see the works of the enemy. But I want to tell you, you as a believer, and we as believers, those that are born again believers, Satan has no legal right or authority in our lives whatsoever. 
Because Jesus, if that be so, if he just could come in any time he wanted to, if that's so, then what Jesus did was null and void. But Jesus, once and for all, once and for all, everybody always shout out loud, once and for all, he entered into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. And the power of darkness was broken. Now, there's key words in this scripture. Number one, Jesus has become the high priest. Jesus is the high priest. He's the one that takes your praises and presents them to the Father. He's the high priest. And by his own blood, he entered once and for all into the holy place. Jesus, listen, he's not going to have to do anything else concerning your redemption. It's already done. It's already done. Once and for all. And Christ obtained the eternal redemption for us. But the thing I want to emphasize tonight is the threefold victory that Jesus did over the devil for you and I as believers. Number one, Jesus had the victory over Satan in his earth walk. Now, somebody said, well, yeah, but it looked like the devil was winning. No, the devil never was on the verge of winning anything when Jesus was in this earth. In Jesus' ministry, uh, uh, when he walked, he walked with the authority of the Heavenly Father. He walked with the authority of all of the kingdom of heaven behind him. He was the Son of God. He was God himself incarnate in the flesh. And so victory is our. So Satan uh, is eternally defeated. And the Word, the Bible said in John 1.14, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. And what this was, this was God's invasion into the sense realm. Uh, see, here natural man lived in the sense realm. And I, and, and I hate to say this, but many of God's children are still living in the sense realm. We live in the realm of our sense knowledge rather than the heavenly knowledge and the heavenly revelation of who Jesus is and what He did for us 2,000 years ago. It is, it, he accomplished everything that He needed to do in order for us to have victory. Now, we're not just talking about being saved from hell. We're talking about victory. Walking in victory. Living in victory. Talking in victory. Having victory in every aspect of our life. Whatever it is. Jesus is Lord. And... This was God's invasion. And uh, you see, here natural man lived. We're, we're natural people. And it could not work without the incarnation of Jesus coming, God himself coming in the flesh. Uh, a God-man, um, uh, the flesh man, Jesus, had to live and walk in this earth. He was God incarnate in the flesh. But you see, that flesh took up on limitations while in this earth, there were certain limitations that were there, but yet when the supernatural power needed to be manifested, Jesus was able to manifest it in spite of it all. Amen. And an angel's visit would not help. God had to come himself. <laughs> We've got to get that branded in our spirit. God couldn't just send angels to do this work. He had to come himself and eternally defeat the devil. Now, Jesus' first combat with the devil, which we're all familiar, is recorded in Matthew, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 11, and also in Luke, the fourth chapter, 1 through 13. 
you know, Jesus, after the Bible said that he was full of the Spirit, full of the Holy Ghost, and he went into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. And there he was tempted of the devil. And, uh, uh, you know, and the, you, you, you can read the story of that in, in, in uh, Matthew uh, uh, Matthew 4 and then Luke 4. But you can read it. Both instances, we have Satan attempting to overcome the incarnate one, the, the Son of God, the Messiah. Uh, and as he had defeated and overcome Adam in the garden. The devil tried every way in the world to persuade Jesus. It, isn't he dumb? I mean, the devil has to be the dumbest creature there is in this earth. Because already he had tried that with Adam and won, but Jesus came and rectified it and made it right again. And the devil is put in his place through the redemptive power of the Lord Jesus Christ. But remember, when Jesus was up on that mountain of temptation, the devil came to him just like he did to Adam and began to tempt him with the fleshly things. He showed him all the kingdoms of this earth and said, if you'll just bow down and worship me, it'll be all yours, Jesus. Jesus said, no, <laughs> we're not going to bow down. Oh, there's only one God. There's only one Lord. And, and, and let me just insert this here. There's many, many people that have shattered their lives due to the lie that the devil's told them. There's many um, movie stars. There's many singers. Um, did you know a lot of our country western singers were raised in Christian homes full of the power of God and the Holy Ghost? And I, I don't mean that some of them went out just for uh, rebellion. But what happens is the devil starts giving them gold. And silver. And all of these things that the world has to offer. And people in admiration of other, of other, of other human beings, you know. It, it, just, it just causes them to stumble. Because this is what the devil is trying to do Jesus. You bow down and worship me. How many? Uh, listen, there's been many rock stars that have confessed to the fact that they have bowed down to the devil. And sold their soul for what? temporary success in this earth and because the devil deceived them and he tried to do the same thing with Jesus bow down and worship me and all these kingdoms will be yours and Jesus said you're only going to worship one God worship him just the Lord but you see an angel's visit couldn't help God had to come himself and he had to combat the devil and he tempted he tempted Jesus through the same senses how many knows that temptation comes through the senses? Through what you see, what you smell, what you hear, what you feel. All the senses is what opens the door. Uh, the, the, and that's how he tempted Adam, through the senses. Through the senses. But Jesus met him with the Word. See, Jesus withstood him. He was in the flesh. Jesus was in a fleshly body. And he could have, because he still had a will. Jesus himself was human being upon this earth. But he willed to please the Father. He willed to please God himself. And Jesus met him with the word and conquered him when he came down out of the mount. And, 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 and uh, you know, the thing is, 
he, he said, we're not going to bow down. <laughs> Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He said, just turn these stones into bread and do all of these things. Cast yourself down up off this mountain and the angels will get you. And that's when Jesus put it down with the word. But after that, after the temptation on the mountain, Jesus, the Bible said in Matthew four eighteen through 25, he went about in all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of diseases and manner of sicknesses among the people. And the report of him went forth into all Syria. And they brought unto him all that were sick with divers diseases and torments possessed with demons and epileptic and palsied, and he healed them. Jesus healed them all. And from that day until Jesus gave himself up to the high priest, that night when they came to get him he, as, a, as our substitute, he met Satan under every possible circumstance and the diseases that he could bring to man in every place. He conquered Satan. Jesus' victory in his earth walk was a momentum to us. We, we need to understand, Jesus did not bow down. He knew what he had to face in this earth, but Jesus also knew he was God. And the devil could not defeat him, and he had come for one purpose, as a man, to present himself as the sin sacrifice and be accepted as the Lamb of God. And his blood is in the, in the uh, holies of holies tonight. Praise God. Now, he's, he, he did this in every, everything that the devil brought him in his adversary. He, he conquered the devil in his earth walk. Number two, Jesus was a substitutionary sacrifice. I, I, I'm talking tonight about Jesus' threefold victory over the devil. He won when he was on the earth, walking on the earth. And he won through the substitutionary sacrifice and man is a spirit being, and the real things about man are not about not his body. But look what Jesus said in John eight thirty six: Him whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen. He did not have reference in physical slavery. He wasn't talking about physical. There was a lot of physical slavery going on during that the days of the Roman Empire and all of these things happening. A lot of different uh, kingdoms would get another kingdom and they would make them slaves. And all of the slavery was going on, but Jesus didn't come. He wasn't talking about uh, their, their physical being in slavery. He was talking about their spirit man. The spirit man that was in bondage. Him whom the Son of Man sets free is free indeed. Now, his deliverance is threefold. Number one, he delivers you and I, men and women, from, uh, uh, he delivers man spiritually from the hand of the enemy. We have been delivered out of the clutches of the enemy by Jesus himself. Je Listen, don't take the victory that Jesus won for us 2,000 years ago lightly. He, he defeated the devil and he delivered us spiritually. It's threefold. Spiritually from the hand of the enemy. He delivered man physically from disease and hunger and want. When he took those stripes on his back, when he took all the beatings and all of the, the crown of thorns that were crammed down upon his head, that was for healing for our mental, our emotional being, our mind. And we, listen, 
Some of us, we, we, we're emotionally troubled tonight. We're mentally troubled. And I'm not talking about mentally retarded. I'm talking about mentally troubled, emotionally troubled in our minds that the devil is just combating you constantly over and over and over again. But I want you to know that Jesus has delivered you physically from hunger and want, and he's delivered us mentally from being ruled by the senses and brings his spirit that, that's, that has been a slave through all the ages to dominate his thinking and his physical actions. God is victor. Jesus is Lord. And Jesus is Lord over everything. Now, we need to, let's, let's look at something here in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 and 4. I delivered unto you, first of all, this is Paul writing, that which I received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. Okay, we all believe that. I, I, I don't know of a Christian today that doesn't believe that. And that he was buried, he's been raised from the dead, in the third day according to the Scriptures. Jesus, according to the Scriptures, according to the Word of God, he fulfilled everything for us. And what, what, I'm, what I'm trying to get over to you tonight is the fact that we have a victory over the devil that we're not exercising our faith in. We, we, need to, we need to let our faith rise within us tonight and let that faith be exercised through our speaking, through our actions, and let the devil know he is not the winner. He was defeated. And he's already been sentenced, he's been judged, he's been sentenced, and he's waiting on his execution day, which is just around the corner. He will be executed. He will be destroyed eternally. And that's what the Word says. You need to read the book of Revelation, you'll see all of that. He, he is eternally defeated, but he is defeated before that ever happens. He's already been He's already been he's already been defeated by the blood of Jesus and the victory. His execution date's coming around the corner. Thank God for it. Second Corinthians five twenty one talking about Jesus. He who knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God in him. He who knew no sin became sin. Jesus became sin. He he took up on himself the sin nature in order for us to be redeemed. He had to become sin, literal sin, so that we could become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. He took upon himself our infirmities, our weaknesses, our inabilities. Our sicknesses he took upon himself, and we are healed by the power of God. The Bible said in Isaiah 53, 4 and 6, this is what I was just quoting. He's taken our sicknesses and carried our diseases, yet we did esteem him stricken, uh, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. First Peter looks back and says, by his stripes we were healed, First Peter 2.24. And this is his substitutionary work in history, and it governs these three parts, these three parts in our life, spirit, soul, and body. Listen, some people are just sitting around with, with misery, discontentment, no joy of what the enemy seems to be doing in their life. But I want you to know, victory is ours. Spirit, soul, 
and body. <laughs> Listen, our spirit man first has been regenerated. We're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. Our soulish realm, our mind, our emotions has been touched by God. We don't have to be a nervous wreck. We don't have to be someone that everything's getting on our nerves. <laughs> we, can, we can literally have perfect peace in our soulish realm if we can ever get the revelation of Jesus' threefold victory over the devil for us. It's ours. And this, this is what God wants us to be. Now, the righteousness, but now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ. You can't have anything without faith. I've been accused of being a faith preacher, and I'm guilty. You know why? Because it's going to, faith is what's going to get you through. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And the faith of God, it's the faith of God, the God kind of faith in you that's going to see you rise up out of your situation and shout victory even tonight. But, but we've been witnessed even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believes. For there's no difference for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Thank God. I don't care. I don't care what background you have. We all have the same honor of being able to be accepted in the beloved and to receive what God has done for us. And righteousness is that key to the substitutionary work of Christ. Righteousness means the ability to stand in the presence of God, in the presence of God as though you never sinned. That's what righteousness is. Listen, you can't, self-righteousness will never get you nowhere. And you know what's happened in our, in our religious ranks out here? And I, I, when I say religious, I'm talking about all of them. I'm talking about Holy Ghost filled people, um, people that don't believe like we do as far as the power of the Holy Ghost. But all, what it is, it's righteousness means the ability to stand in the, in, in the presence of God. And what we've got to do, there's all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But what happens is when we see righteousness, True righteousness. What it is. Our ability to stand in His presence as though we never sinned. That's what righteousness is. God does not bring your past. How many have ever heard the preachers preaching that when you get to heaven, God's going to bring this big computer screen up on the, up on the wall there and show all your life from the day you were born to the day you got to heaven and going to show you all the bad things that happened. And we've all heard that. And we've shat, we've shuddered in fear, and many people, out of guilt, and and I'm not saying you shouldn't feel guilty if you've done wrong, but out of guilt we come down and we weep, and then we go out and forget what God's really done for us. God doesn't remember it no more. <laughs> That's what righteousness is. God says you've got the ability to stand in His presence as though you never sinned. Praise God. To be able to stand without any sense of inferiority or condemnation. And uh, it's a true graphic picture of Satan's defeat. Because the devil... Listen, if you're feeling low about yourself and feeling bad about yourself, it's not God doing it to you. 
It's, it's Satan himself. He is an expert on bringing your past up. But I want to tell you, your past is covered by the blood. It's washed away by the blood. And even after you, if, even if you were a Christian and you failed, if you repented and you've asked God to forgive you and the blood of Jesus has cleansed you, it's no more. Hallelujah. Don't let nobody bring up your past. Don't let people bring up what you used to be and what you were. Don't let people put you in a box. And don't let people condemn you and say you'll never make anything in the kingdom of God and never be able to do a great work for God. God doesn't look at it like that. What God looks at is somebody that repents, and then He looks at it as though you never did it when you repent. Praise God. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteous. We, see, what happens is we've got all this psychological preaching now. We've we got to get into the mind area of people and, and all bring up all of our past. I, the, I, listen, I, I've been in places where they get people to confess in all their past sins and all the stuff that they've done, and they start boohooing and squalling. But you know what? If they repented of that 30 years prior to that, it's not brought up by God. It's the devil bringing it up. He wants you to keep, stay in bondage and stay, stay in defeat. Listen, I, I believe sometimes we can allow the enemy to play with our minds. But we need to understand one thing, what the Scripture says. We're redeemed. We're purchased. We're bought. We're new creatures. we got a new mind. Glory to God. We have the mind of Christ. And that's what the Bible says. So it's ours. So faith in Jesus. But there's no difference. All have sinned come short of the glory of God. There's no difference. But see, when the blood, and we receive this, and we receive this threefold victory that Jesus did, we're going to walk in total victory and have the, have the glory of God in our life. Hallelujah. Righteousness is it. And look at Colossians 2, verse 15. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. I, I like the way this is put. Having disarmed all the principalities. The devil has been disarmed. Hallelujah. If he's coming against you with anything, he doesn't have any ammunition. Because God has taken it out of his hand. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit of the Lord. Well, there is no condemnation. And we need to understand that he has disarmed the principalities and powers and made a show of them openly, triumphing them over in it. Hebrews ten twelve. And when he offered one sacrifice for sins forever, he sat down on the right hand of God. Jesus did it once and for all, and he sat down on the right hand of God. Satan is defeated. All he's got is a loud chain that he rattles, but there's nothing good in it. He cannot do anything because God has already defeated him. Hallelujah. The blood, the blood of Jesus has been accepted in the heavenlies, holies of holies, the supreme court of the universe. And he has a victory over the devil. And thirdly, his victory over Satan is in the new creation. Now, I'm going to say something to you tonight. And I know we know all of this. This is not anything new. But sometimes we've got to get a fresh insight and a fresh revelation of what God has already done for us. The Bible said in Ephesians 2 verse 10, We are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus. When Jesus was recreated, we were recreated. 
When Jesus conquered the devil, put Satan to naught, it was as though we did it too. He shares that victory with us. First, Second Corinthians five seventeen. Wherefore, if any man be in Christ, he's what a new creation or a new creature. And behold, all things are passed away. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Thank God. Somebody said, well, I've heard that all my life. Well, we need to start living like we believe it. Get a fresh revelation of this. And thank God for the victory that's ours. 1 John 4, 4, you are of God, little children. Turn to that person if somebody's there with you and say, you're of God. You're of God. Say it to them. Let them hear you say that. You are of God. This is what Paul's or John's writing. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. For greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Glory to God. Victory's ours. First John five verse four. Whatsoever is born of God, you are pat yourself on the chest. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. There's that word faith again. See, you're not going to walk in victory until you get the faith in what Jesus did. You've got to hear it. You've got to believe it. Then you've got to act upon it. But the thing is, you're not going to have the... You're going to get, you'll be discouraged in the morning if you don't get a hold of this. The devil will allow something to come up. Somebody bring up something about your past to make you feel so bad. I want to tell you something. Your past is covered by the blood. Washed away. Glory to God. And victory is ours. And you are of God. And he said, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world in 1 John 5, 4. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So tonight, what I wanted to share with you was this. Jesus gave us victory. And there's a threefold victory, spirit, soul, and body, that we have over the devil (laughs) because of the blood. We can do all things through Christ, who is the strength of our life. We can do all things. My God shall supply all my need according to His riches in glory. In His name. We've got power over all the power of the enemy. And in His name, we can cast out devils. And by His stripes, I was healed. Glory to God. Father, let this Word sink into our hearts. Let the revelation of it come alive in our hearts tonight. Let us see what You're doing and what You've already done. And what you want to continue to reveal to your people and to the body of Christ and to the world through your body. Father, we just thank you for the blessings of God that are ours tonight. And Lord, we just give you praise and we give you glory and honor for it. Glory to God. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Oh, yes. Oh, hallelujah. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel His mighty power and His grace. 
I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Now sing it right where you are. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel His mighty power and His grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Oh, reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. You will find He's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He's passing by this moment your needs to supply. Oh, reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. Oh, He touched me. Yes, He touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened and now I know touch me and make me whole. Just lift your hands right where you are and just thank Him. Father, we thank You tonight. We praise You that Your Word has ministered to some folks. God, the anointing of the Holy Ghost is flowing right there where they are right now. They're free from the past. They're free from every condemning spirit that comes their way. Lord, they're free from whatever lie the devil's telling them, and that's why they're in the condition they're in. They're, they're, you're, the devil's a liar in your truth, Lord. Father, we just thank you for ministering to them in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. Oh, thank God. Thank you for joining us tonight. As we leave, let's do this together. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior, God to Thee. How great Thou art. How great Thou art. 
Christ shall come with shouts of acclamation and take me home. What joy shall fill my heart? Then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim my God how great thou art. Now just sing it loud right where you are. Let the victory be yours. Sing, sings my soul. My Savior, God to Thee, how great Thou art, how great Thou art, then sings my soul, my Savior, God. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Rest in the Lord tonight and prepare for this weekend to come and worship Him at 10.30. The doors will open, 10.45 service. If you need us, call us. We're praying for you every day, and we know God is doing some great things in your life. And we just appreciate you joining in tonight. God bless you. Look up. Our redemption draws nigh. Amen.